It must be exhausting for all the scammers out there trying to dream up new ways to separate people from their money. It's not unusual for us to receive as many as 25 scam calls a day, and the assault upon credit cards is unrelenting. It's all part of everyday scams. I received a text message last Sunday evening that puzzled me. It had been sent by the fraud unit of my credit card company and sought to verify suspicious purchase activity. The text arrived at 10.30 p.m., and by that time, I was too tired to pay much attention to it. Besides, it assured me, the suspicious activity would not be approved until and unless I contacted the unit with my blessing. So I slept soundly. The next morning, upon waking, I noticed that I had received another alert, this one as a voicemail message. The alert indicated that there had been additional questionable activity with my card and that the card would be frozen until the company heard from me. I figured that I could wait until my day got going, but then I checked my email and discovered that the card company had sent me three notices, essentially expressing the same concerns about the use of my card in additional instances. Now they had my immediate attention and I called. I'm not exactly sure how the fraud unit works in these firms, but it must be a fascinating process. How one transaction looks any different from another is hard for me to imagine. If the purchase happened in another state, then it might still be me just doing some traveling. But rarely during my travels have I ever been notified of suspicious activity after using my card. I wondered whether the type of items being purchased might be a tip-off, but discarded that notion as I make purchases for myself, Katie, my grandkids, and others. The purchase of a sea kayak would not be particularly outlandish. I wish I had one. Whatever their protocols, when I connected with a fraud specialist, she read a litany of attempted purchases that had taken place over the past couple of days. In every instance, the attempt had not been made by me. The range of stores was impressive, ranging from a clothing outlet, $189, to a kitchen appliance store, $89, to a service station, $47, to a computer store, $164. When we had reviewed seven bogus attempts on my card, the fraud specialist I love that title and I want to become one, concluded that my card had been irreparably compromised and would need to be replaced. Naturally, I was happy to concur with her assessment. I ended up having a nice conversation with the fraud specialist. I love the sound of that, almost like special agent, and marveled at the company's ability to flag these erroneous charges. It made me wonder how the cyber crooks ever get away with any fake purchases. We talked at some length, at least until I asked her about how their system worked so well and what allowed them to maintain such watchfulness. At that point, she declined sharing any further details, probably suspecting that I might want to enter the scam game myself. We rang off cordially, if not suspiciously. The incident might have been curious enough by itself, 
but it was followed the next day by the intervention of another fraud protector, this one in our home. Like many phone users, we maintain a home landline, mostly to receive local calls and use as a backup if the cell phone is inoperable for a time. Mostly, however, the landline uses its caller ID function to screen out the deluge of daily robocalls. We have experienced as many as 39 such calls in a single day. In addition to the visual screening that we can check for identifying the caller, the phone unit also has an audio screening which says the name of the caller. It's a handy feature when we might be a distance away from the phone. Hearing the announcement often saves an unnecessary trip. So in the wake of the great credit card robbery attempt, you might imagine my surprise on Monday morning to hear the automated landline voice announce, call from an illegal scam, call from an illegal scam. Now, one of two possibilities exists with regard to the interception of this misguided call. Either the phone company's screening process is really, really perceptive in its screening identification, or the inept scammer, for some reason, identified himself or herself as an illegal scammer. In either case, I was A, happy not to take the call, B, once again astonished at whatever technology allowed for my security, and C, feeling slightly bad for the scammer who never even had the glimmer of a chance for me to pick up the phone. I anxiously awaited the next scam intervention the following day, looking forward to the next amazing intercept in our daily scam-filled existence. Fortunately, or unfortunately, it never occurred. But there's always tomorrow. <laughs>